shoot. Welcome to Liberty FM, the podcast dedicated to all things New York Liberty. I'm Felicia, and I'm joined by my co-host and husband, Francois. This is episode 22, recapping games three and four of the semifinals between the New York Liberty and Connecticut Sun. We're sorry, guys, this one is a little late. We were both under the weather this past week, but we're back at it, and we'll quickly recap game three, because as we all know by now, our Liberty are on their way to the WNBA Finals! It's been 21 years since their last finals appearance, so this is huge for the franchise. Francois, let's get into it, starting with Game 3. Well, I mean, before starting with Game 3, I mean, what an incredible feeling to see the New York Liberty game back into the final. I mean, 21 years for a club that has never won a WNBA title. This is historic in the making. I'm so happy. I mean, it was incredible because... You know, the way we started this series, losing game one, uh, Connecticut showed that, you know, they meant business and that they were not going to make it easy for the New York Liberty. So it's a huge relief and tremendous accomplishment for this team. I know everybody was saying, oh, you know, it's going to be the aces against the New York Liberty from the get-go. But you still have to play, though. You still yeah, have to find chemistry and, and put the effort because Connecticut, you know, they're not a weak team, so... It wasn't going to be easy, and especially with Stephanie White, uh, coach of the year, the way she made that team play, uh, you could tell from what, you know, Dewana Bonner and Alyssa Thomas have said how much fun they had. Uh, You could definitely tell that they were quite a handful. So let's go back to game three. Um, After getting the job done in game two, uh, it was a do-or-die situation for the Liberty. And what a first quarter for... The Liberty, probably a franchise record with 37 points. Mm-hmm. It was, you know, from every side, from everybody, yep. they were locked in. They were not going to let that game go. How, how did you feel when you saw that first quarter from the Liberty? Oh, it was amazing. You know, I think watching them in that first quarter, you're like, this is Liberty basketball. When they played with pace, they were strong offensively and defensively. They were definitely locked in, and that's what you need in these playoffs. You cannot slip, or another team could take it from you, as they saw in Game 1 with against Connecticut. So I think, you know, even for this game, they knew they had to come out and take control early and keep it going. And yeah, scoring 37 points, you're just like, man, I was wondering if they could keep this up the whole game, because yeah. I was like, they could be on pace to get over 100 points for sure, but... You know, it was a great effort that first quarter, and it set them up well for the rest of the game. I mean, uh, we cannot help but thinking that the absence of Becca Allen in this game was huge uh, on both sides. Uh, You know, better for us than for Connecticut, but she was so crucial, uh, especially in the win in Game 1, the Connecticut Sun win. And Mm -hmm. so she was absent due to a non-COVID illness. And the Liberty, I'm sorry for you guys, but they took advantage of it. And that's how you see how important she is to the team Mm -hmm. defensively, but also offensively when she was scoring freeze and attacking the basket. So, you know, the Liberty made them pay. You saw Sabrina scoring a couple of frees uh, to start the game. And then finally, Stewie had a big uh, shooting night. 
Um, I think they were saying that she never had more than four or five, you know, bad games or like games at a certain field goal percentage, uh, more than five games. And I think it had been five games where Stewie <laughs> had not shot very well. Mm. Um, and, you know, that's the Stewie that we accustomed to, you know, aggressive, making a, a mid-range shots. Um, and when you have Stewie, uh, Sabrina scoring as well, uh, you know you're going to have a good night. But to be fair, to maintain that lead, uh, you needed other players that will talk in the, in the short second. But... The other thing that was very striking was the level of emotion uh, and not necessarily in a good way, but like how the Connecticut Sun were sort of, you know, unsettled by the start and started arguing uh, with, each, with each other on the bench. And what was very telling was Elisa Thomas, who obviously is one of the best players in the league, you know, that, you know, for a lot of people should have had the MVP, but that's for another another debate, another time. But the way she shouted at her team, and she wasn't shouting like just to be mean, but she was like, come on guys, like like I'm giving everything I've got on this court. Like I'm tired, like I need help. And like, you know, if you don't want to give 100%, like it was almost like, it wasn't her who said that, I think it was Bonner and, and the coach. And it's like, if, if you don't want to be here, or if you don't want to contribute, you know, the door is right here, you know? And so, you know, it was very telling that they, they were feeling that way because the Liberty were playing so well that it was like, man, like, we, you know, we, we can't get out that way. And so, for me, it was very telling. Like, it was, you know, a sign that the Liberty were doing something right. What did you make of that? You know, I thought the frustration that, you know, I mean, after the first quarter, yes, it is you know, it, it's rattling when you get beaten in a first quarter like that. But I think also for any team, you have to be level-headed too to know it's just the first quarter. We can chip away at this. We can Because we've seen the Liberty be down by like 20 and think, oh, man, I don't know. And they yeah. come back and they've won against Connecticut, yeah, <laughs> prime yeah. example. But, you know, I think, you know, obviously this is playoffs. They know we lose this. We give them the momentum. Yeah. And so, you know, Alyssa Thomas, for all that she's done this year, I wouldn't even fault her for really imploring her team because she has done basically everything that she could possibly do to keep her to keep her team in this game. Scoring. I mean, she... I mean, she had 23 up. points and 14 rebounds in this game. So, you know, she's not usually, like, the best scorer on the team. Right. But because she felt like... You know, her team really needed her to score. She did that, and she was dominant. Yeah, you know, I think I I wasn't too. I think when I saw the clip of Alyssa Thomas, you know, imploring the team, that I didn't think too much of. I was no. like, you know, they're in a hole, and she's trying to get them to snap out of whatever funk or whatever they're in right now, and to get their head in the game. I think what I was surprised that because you you couldn't quite tell what was going on when Bonner had to. Um, basically pushed Carrington away from... She was also... I don't know if she was yelling at someone in particular or just imploring and it just came off wrong. We don't fully know what that was about, but it just didn't look good at the... (laughs) It just didn't look good the way Bonner reacted to Carrington. So you just see that. And when you see that, and even if you see... I don't know if the Liberty could tell what was going on or if they even paid attention to any of that, but once that starts to happen... 
you you gotta get you gotta refocus otherwise you're just gonna crumble on the court and you know honestly after the first quarter you know Connecticut came back you know they fought back they chipped away you know at it I think in this game the largest lead was 22 points um and they definitely chipped away at it they never they were never able to regain any sort of lead but you know, they fought and they fought hard. But yeah, I think the Liberty just showed that poise. They showed that we got this and that we're going to keep going. We're not we're not letting this one go. Yeah. <laughs> um, and they definitely fought hard for that. Yeah. And uh, I think they kind of play catch up uh, most of the game. Um, but the two players and I'm not going to say too much because there's still a lot to talk about those two players for game four. But Benajah Jalini and John Cole Jones. Uh, John Cole Jones had a fifth uh, double-double in this game, tying a WNBA uh, playoff record at that very moment. Um, and every time I felt like the Connecticut Sun were coming back, that's when John Cole would make sure she would get all those boards. And also, you know, the Liberty finally tried to play with her a little bit more. We've talked about this numerous times that against Connecticut, it's going to be hard for them to find a matchup that can, you know, face and be able to sustain John Cole Jones. And so, you know, Sandy did recognize that after the game that, you know, they made adjustments and made sure she would get the ball more in her hand in the paint. And, uh, you know, that they were going to do that more in game four. But she was dominant. And Benajelini, I felt like, you know, we know now that she a killer in, the, in those corner frees, <laughs> but also the tempo that she was setting. At some point, there was this beautiful fast break where, you know, she was giving the ball and then just, you know, like automatically pass it to, um, to Stewie for a layup. And countless times where she tried to, you know, you know, run the play, you know, up the tempo, she was doing everything. And you look at the series... When she scored like 19 or 20 points and even in the previous series, you know you're in good hands when uh, when that happens. And so, you know, kudos to Benaja and John Quell, uh, who managed to, you know, you know, keep the lead. Even though Stewie was in the end the, the best scorer for the for the Liberty, you're not winning that game uh, without Benaja and John Quell Jones. So I'm glad we got the win. Uh, and then, you know, there was one game left and what was very telling was that when they celebrated at the end of the game, and that's when you see the experience and the drive of Stewie. You know, she was like, you know, there's one more game, but we need to be on our best. Like, the mm. way she said it, said yeah. it, like, was very, like, you know, let's go. Like, let's not mess around. Let's not take this series back to New York. We need to finish it on Sunday. And that that's a sign of a true leader. Like, they were listening to her. Yeah, for sure. I mean, the thing is, Stewie has always said they haven't, reach their best yet so if she's saying like they're not there yet they're getting there but they're just not they're not at that point just yet they still have to lock in there's still lapses on defense at times and it helped Connecticut in game three to kind of come back and make these little runs here and there and to try to you know claw their way back into this game you know so 
it's important for them not to take their foot off the gas and not to have there's certain lapses as you will you know as we've seen throughout these games where defensively and again this game it's a game of runs you know one team kind of goes on a run you kind of stun the other team and then you know, it happens on the other end. And so, but yeah, for the Liberty, they're, they've definitely, obviously we know they've been the best team in the second half of the season, but there's still, there's still more work to do for, for it to be a, a full gelled team, you mm. know? So I think Stewie recognizes that and it's important that you have um, an experienced player, a player who has won championships to let everybody know, like, we're not done. We have to finish this. We can't be lax and give them the momentum. We take it now or it's possible, you know, you give back momentum, they could take it back on your home court. So, you know, it's important that they have her, that they have Vandersloot. Um, and even, you know, John Cole Jones, you know, she wasn't, she was in the WNBA finals not that long ago. (laughs) So, you know, she may not have won, but she knows the experience and just the pressure and what it takes to get there. So also just seeing her, Benija and obviously Stewie getting out of her rut, but you know, you got to give Benija Laney her flowers because it's true. She is the glue of this team. Without her, you're not winning. It doesn't matter how many points. I mean, unless Stewie's out here dropping 40 or 50 points in a game, <laughs> you, you're you not going far without Benaja's defense and her offense. Yeah, and Sabrina Ionescu uh, agrees with you because she said that, you know, Benaja is a crucial part of our offense. She does a little bit of everything at an elite level. She drives so well to the basket. She's able to post up smaller guards and shooting well. Uh, and she said that they don't win these games without her all season long. Yeah. So i um, glad to see that. And it felt like game four, because now we're moving on to game four. So, you know, game three, uh, even though it felt like by the end of the first quarter, we were going to score like 160 points or something, we ended up winning 92 uh, to 81. Uh, and so game four, uh, we knew it was going to be a much tougher uh, game. Yeah. Becca Allen was back, um, so uh, Nelson Adoda went back to the bench, even though she had a very good uh, game free. Uh, back on the bench, Becca Allen back, and uh, that first quarter was quite incredible. Back and forth between the two teams, um, you know, this time around, uh, the Connecticut Sun seemed more like, you know, engaged and, you know, it's a do or die situation, mm-hmm. so they were giving everything. You know, when you think about the game three, you know, they won a bonus score only 10 points. Uh, and that's also credits to the Liberty defense. Uh, the Liberty defense who uh, kind of mix it up a little bit in game three. They had that surprise zone defense in game two, but they were mixing it up. You know, one-on-one zone defense. They had this sort of triangle defense as well. Uh, so they really mixed it up and made, made it hard for Connecticut. But where Connecticut was able to succeed in that series, even though they, they lost, was with the guard positions. And Tiffany Ayes and Ty Harris caused a lot of problems for the Liberty. And that's going to be something to keep in mind for the final against the, the Las Vegas Aces because obviously you have guards like you know Chelsea Gray, Jackie Young, Kelsey Plum, who could score, you know, so, you know, easily and, uh, you know, come from everywhere. 
And the one thing I noticed all throughout the series is sometimes the tendency for the Liberty to just go under the screen. That's like a pet peeve of mine. It's like going under the screen or overhelping. Like for example, there were times where like JJ will come out to help the guards um, if you know Alyssa Thomas or you know Tiffany A's were attacking the basket, but by overhelping, that always left like a play on their own. Um, and mm-hmm. quite a few times, uh, numerous times, should I say, the Connecticut Sun scored that way. So, you know, they were definitely causing um, us quite a few problems. Um, but Benajah Lini, once again, she yeah. was like, I had never, like, usually, like, she lets the game, you know, come to her. But this time around, I felt like, no, I'm going to, like, take matters mm-hmm. into my own hands because... You know, yeah. Sabrina was getting double team, Stewie was doing her thing, but, you know, I, I felt like Benaja felt like this time around I need to get things go- done right away because Connecticut Sun is on a different level in this game. And she knew, you know, she knew what needed to be done. You know, she knows what's at stake and she didn't want to let that slip. So even for Benaja, you know, we've always said like these games without Benaja, you're not you're not going anywhere. You know, and so for her to have what 15 points in the first half to start, it it's just a tremendous, tremendous performance by Benaja Laney. I expected Stewie to come out. You know, she's gonna put up a performance, but just to see Benaja Laney and also Jonquil Jones. To have the perform, I mean, all three of them really, <laughs> all three of them, a phenomenal performance, and it was just gritty. I mean, the whole game, back and forth. You know, you felt like this is gonna be a tight one. This is gonna swing back and forth, and we were on the edge of our seats throughout this game for sure. Um, and yeah, I just think to start it off, Benaja knew like it, it's gonna be on me, and she she took that on. Um, and did and did what she could do. Yeah, because when you think about it, like, you know, Connecticut, despite the fact that, you know, Jocko Jones is a bad matchup for them, their defense made it really hard for her to get mm-hmm. the ball uh, in the paint. And if she did, you know, they would really crowding, crowding her. Yeah. Um, and she find a couple of times, uh, Benaja, that she had a free at some point that was just like, really like, dang, like, we all like had that crazy defense on Jonko and then she finds uh, Benaja. So, you know, I like that from the Liberty, finding, you know, ways to, you know, kill your opponent when they figure out something. Well, you got another weapon, um, you know, to sort of deliver to them. So um, I thought that was good. But, you know, what I didn't like so much, though, it was the, the level of physicality. Now, I complain all season long that sometimes they don't let the, the players play, you know, especially with screens. Um, the amount of times that they call a foul for screens that were set properly and there was no foul. Like, if a player, you know, falls on the ground because they got hit by a screen that was set perfectly, that's basketball. You know, it is what it is. But I felt like, you know... Um, both teams, to be honest, you know, let's let's not you know you know hide ourselves because we, uh, Liberty fans on both sides, you know, they were physical, they were fouls and everything, and, and the ref just let the game play, and at some point it could have been dangerous. Uh, we'll get back into you know the incident with um, uh, Alyssa Thomas and and John Jones, 
Um, but I felt like this game was overly physical, and at some point, you got to protect the players. Yeah. And, uh, and there were a lot of decisions where it was very, very frustrating because at this level, you want the best ref, right? You don't want the ref to be the focal, focus point of, of the game. And I felt mm-hmm. like, you know, they were not uh, at the level in this game. Yeah, I think, I think overall the WNBA should just, they need to have a look at the refs um, for next season for sure because I think as the game grows and gets better and better and bigger and bigger, you got to get a better quality of refs because too many times we've seen so many games, not just the Liberty or um, with the Sun, but in other games where the refs just either they're missing calls and it's happening right in front of you. (laughs) And it's wild to me that sometimes even when they even know that they've missed the call or they, they may not be sure that they don't necessarily like review something or, and I guess that, I don't know if that's necessarily the rule within the WNBA, but I just feel like they need to have like in the NBA, like after, you know, like the final two minutes, like, you should be able to review something if you're not sure. Like instead of making some of these calls that really you didn't, you had no clue what was going on. And it's so evident sometimes on the court that I know the players are frustrated, and they gotta be, and they gotta be careful not to get tech to, to get technical fouls. So it's it's just a tough situation. I think overall the WNBA needs to take a look at that, a serious look at that, um, because these refs. They, they're just hindering the game at certain points. Yeah, I mean um, that's the that's the hard part as as a league is to find the right balance between implementing rules that you know make it fair on everybody, but at the same time you have to be wary of the the time uh, mm-hmm. and how long a game can last because at the end of the day it's entertainment, it's a business, and uh, if a game lasts for too long, then you you start losing viewership. So you know finding the right balance. But there are things that, for example, you know, need to make more sense. Like if a player is injured and you see them on the floor for a long time, you yeah. shouldn't have to take a, a player from your team to foul someone so that you could check how the player is doing, right? Yeah, you should just call the play dead. Like you, like call the play, just just whistle it dead, and then have them come check or eat something because it's just like. That play with Alyssa Thomas and John Cole Jones, either one of them could have been seriously injured. I mean, Alyssa was the one that took the brunt of that, but the way you see the replay, John Quell was bent back. Alyssa, <laughs> the weight of John Quell on Alyssa Thomas, like it was just, it, you know, obviously nothing was done on purpose, but again, it's a play that is happening right in front of the ref, and you just watch it unfold. You see Alyssa Thomas writhing in pain on the floor, yeah. and you do nothing. <laughs> and it's that, like, that was the that's the, the crazy part to me. It's like this, she is writhing on the floor. <laughs> like what? Like you can't. Like you have to stop. And so yeah, it, it, this is it's wild to me that it did take you know one of the Connecticut players to foul one. You know they fouled John Quell as she was coming back down the floor or about to make a layup and just. They just seem so inept sometimes, these refs, that you just like, it, it should be simple. You yeah. see it right in front of you. It, it shouldn't be that difficult. Or like it has to force 
the coach to either take a timeout or just something to stop the game when you, the ref, should stop the game. Yeah, and um, there was also you know numerous times where um, Jonko Jones fighting for an offensive mm-hmm. rebound and you had like literally like two or three or four Connecticut Sun players yeah. on her, grabbing her arms, you know, trying their best to battle with her. And at some point it's like you get frustrated, so you know, you might react like emotionally and, and, and pushing other players as a sort of like defense mechanism. But I'm like if you like calling the foul or blowing your whistle much faster, it wouldn't happen. You know, it was the same with um, you know, Stewie at some point, she attacked the basket. Now she slapped accidentally uh, Tiffany A's, even though I, you know there's a couple of things um, that I could say about you know the numerous uh, reactions of Tiffany A's after every contact. But she got slapped accidentally by Stewie, stay on the floor for a little while, and then the ref like you know just like oh what what happened, mm-hmm. and then at some point it got cheapy as well between I don't know if it was between Stewie and Alyssa Thomas. Or Stewie and uh, and Bonner, um, but it's at some point it's like if you're calling the foul in the first place when they're just like literally grabbing uh, Stewie's uh, arms and getting really too close on defense, you know you could say yes it's good defense, or you could argue well they're fouling. So at some point Stewie gets frustrated and reacts right. But if you're calling the, the, the foul right away, then you wouldn't necessarily have the reaction after. So, you know, it's just making sure that you're making the right calls at the right time so it doesn't, you know, get worse. It's the same as the boxing game. You know, if the referee, you know, separates the, the boxers at the right time, making sure the mm-hmm. rules are followed, then you have a good fight. And it's the same with basketball. Obviously, different type of competition. But the ref are also there to make sure the game goes well and uh you know protect uh, every player so you know the connecticut sun complained after the game i saw some tweets uh from certain players i think it was Dishonet carrington who uh you know had a a picture of tiffany a's from a regular season game where she was like pointing at the ref like you know you you got paid or something so you know to imply that the ref were were kind of paid I mean, I guess there's a bit of bitterness because you lost the game. To be fair, if you look, you know, the Liberty beat the Connecticut Sun seven times out of the eight times they played the season. So, you know, I'm not sure the ref uh, were really uh, the problem in terms of you losing the series. Uh, And I felt like they were bad on both sides. So the frustration is not totally justified in the sense that, you know, both both teams suffer from it. I will say that I think the difference is between you know teams in the WNBA especially with the refs is that all all the teams complain you know on the court you, you know you're looking for a foul you don't get the foul or you don't think the foul is justified i mean it goes it it goes back and forth with with all the teams you know you, if you watch the games not just liberty games but other teams they got the same issue um, but it's just a matter of which teams can hold their composure mm. and still keep their head in the game Very despite true. what the refs are doing. And, you know, I think we've seen certain teams within the league that they can lose composure really quickly. And I'm not saying it's tough because if you don't get a call or, you know, they make the completely wrong call, and you know, obviously that can throw you, but... 
it is just that level of maturity to keep composure. I think so many times we've definitely seen the Liberty, you know, complain for stuff, but when they don't get it, they lock back in. They gotta, they were like, all right, we gotta shake it off and keep going because if I stayed out here complaining with the ref, you know, I, I just left my teammates in the lurch now and now it's, you know, <laughs> the other team could score. Anything could happen at that moment if my head's out of the game because of a bad call. So, or what I think may be a bad call. So I think the refs have to find balance, you know, of I think in this series at least you're letting them play. But, it, it, yeah, I think I agree it got a little bit too aggressive because you weren't sure because in previous games it was like one half they were calling fouls all the time. Then the second half they weren't calling it as much. So you weren't sure, like, there's no balance yeah. <laughs> to this game. Like, what is it? Like, you you need to have – there needs to be some sort of give by letting them play but knowing that there's a limit to some of the physicality going on because especially – People could get people could get injured yeah. real easy, and then this whole game is turned on its head because you're not calling it right. Yeah. Um, but ultimately, you know, for the Liberty, this was a tight game. This came down to the wire like we thought it would. Um, we were definitely on the edge of our seats, and John Quell Jones <laughs> in that in that fourth quarter, you know, it 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 is just amazing just to see her I think you know all season long we're like you got to get it to John Quell you got to get it to her you got to feed her more she she's your answer right there in the paint you know and the rebounding making shots in you know those last couple minutes between I think her Stewie getting those foul calls getting to the line I mean that I mean really it was those foul calls that that helped them get that lead, that slim lead at the end, and then making putting down those shots. So, but JJ, Benaja, Stewie, phenomenal, phenomenal job. Um, we're just so happy that they're in the finals. It's it's a wonderful thing. They have more work ahead of them. It doesn't get any easier after this <laughs> because they're about to face the number one team in the league, um, and so. You know, for the Liberty, it's going to be huge for them, a big a big thing for them to get locked in, especially against the Aces and, you know, coming up. And so I think they'll do it. I think, you know, Benajah is still the glue um, for this team. I think we'll probably see Stewie level up her game even for this. She knows what it takes to win championships. I don't think she's ever lost. She? Um, uh, to my recollection, I don't think she lost any final in her career. Um, you know, she has two uh, WNBA titles. Uh, I think those are, were the two finals that she got to play with the Seattle Storm. Uh, she won four consecutive uh, NCAA uh, uh, tournaments uh, with UConn. Um, I don't know about her high school days, but I'm sure that she must have won uh, a few, uh, you know, state titles and stuff. So, you know, maybe she might have lost uh, something in, in high school. I don't know. But in college and WNBA, she, she won everything. 
So let me go back quickly to that that second half uh, before we discuss the the aces, but particularly the three players you mentioned: Stewie, John Cole Jones, and Benaj Alini. What I thought was interesting with with Stewie was that those two games, game three and four, she definitely played an MVP role because mm-hmm. like there were a couple of times where Connecticut were making runs, Tiffany A's and Dewana Bonner were scoring threes. And when you felt like, oh, snap, is the momentum shifting or the, mm-hmm. the um, you know, the Liberty giving up this game? Stewie at some point had a 7-0 run. Yeah, um, That was incredible. <laughs> like a three-pointer, you know, turnaround jump shot, and then, uh, you know, attacking the basket. And I think she kind of did the same uh, in the fourth quarter as well. So, you know, crucial, crucial. And, yeah, like you said, let's hope that she maintains that level against the Aces who... Uh, has been a team that has defended well against Tui, so that would be interesting to see. And then Jonko Jones, I mean, let's not forget, she was MVP uh, two seasons ago, mm-hmm. um, and she was, you know, MVP uh, beast mode uh, in this series, especially the last two games. I mean, she was getting every single rebound. It was almost like one against four every mm-hmm. time. And that gave us so many chances, you know, to try to score again if we missed the basket. We were getting frustrated with her a little bit in the first half where she was a little bit indecisive <laughs> when she was, like, getting the ball in the paint and, yeah. and trying to score. Like, she had to, like, you know, miss a shot and, you know, take a shot again, making it or getting fouled or, you know, getting blocked. So, but second half, she did everything. Um, she even scored freeze when we really needed, she even like, stole a basket. She and then that crucial the play <laughs> at the end, I mean, you know, if you had told me that, you know, to win the game and take us to the final, we would see Jocko Jones getting the steal on the inbounds and running like a like a track and field athlete <laughs> and getting to the basket, like, wow, that was incredible. I don't think Alyssa Thomas realized what was going on. But by the time she did, she came back and fouled Jonko, who had crucial uh, free throws. So that was an amazing performance. And now she has that record uh, for six consecutive consecutive double-doubles in the playoff. Tremendous performance. And I think now we're about, you know, 14-1 and one or 15-1 and one, uh, in this season when Jonko Jones gets a double-double. Uh, so tremendous performance. And then once again, I mean, at some point, um, you know, I'm going to have to find a nickname or some something different than Benajah Laney because we've mentioned her name so many times lately. But, you know, the Queen Bee uh, was still uh, there to the rescue. Um, you know, composed. She didn't score as much in the, in the second half, but I felt like she was this, this calming presence, this, you know, this force that the Liberty needed. And, um, yeah, without her, there, there's no final. So. And you need her defense. That yeah. that's huge. Even if you know she's not scoring as many points in the second half, you need her defense because, you know, I think for the Liberty, you know, with Jonquel, Stewie, and Benaja, they on the court for the starters, they are your strongest defenders. Um, they're your top three, and yes, Lou and Sabrina are there, but. You can see that the guards can kind of get around them a little bit easier <laughs> than they than they can, you know, with Stewie, JJ, or Laney. So, you know, those three, if they are locked in, 
it, it, it's helpful. It's a huge, a huge uh, push for, for the Liberty. So you need her defense. You need Stewie's defense. You need JJ's defense. And they did that. Yeah. And so John Kojos ended up with 25 points, 15 rebounds, four blocks. And yeah, we didn't mention, but she had some tremendous blocks, especially on Dorana Bonner. Uh, they were amazing. Stewie ended up with 27 points, being the best scorer of the game. Uh, nine rebounds. Benajelini, 21 points, seven rebounds, five assists. And so we got the win, even though towards the end, you know, we got a little scared because Ty Harris decided to get on fire when we <laughs> thought this game was a wrap. Um, but we got the win, despite a triple-double once again for Melissa Thomas. So, you know, that shows you the, the level of that team and so much growth compared to the beginning of the season to now. Mm-hmm. Everybody thought, oh, it's a given. Like, they're going to the final with that team. But you still had to make it work and have some sort of cohesion. And you feel like they really bought in into uh, what Sandy Brandello and her coaching staff were trying to do. You can tell that they enjoy uh, being around each other and playing for each other. And so that's why I feel like, you know, it's going to be a battle against the Aces, but I'm positive that, you know, they can surprise the, the Las Vegas Aces for sure. So now it's the final. Um, so it's very interesting because it's like really like a long stretch in terms of like, you know, they have both teams have one week uh, to rest before the final. And then there's quite a bit of gap between each game. So, you know, they have a lot of time to recuperate, but at the same time, you might miss some of the rhythm that you have had during the, the playoffs. Now, you look at the regular season and the Commissioner's Cup, you know, the Liberty are 3-2 and two against the Aces. But you look at the playoffs that the Aces have, uh, have had so far, they've been tremendous. Now, you could argue that they play against the Sky, who was the lowest seed in the playoffs, and the Dallas Wings who are still inexperienced at this level, we, we could tell, despite their, their talent. So now you have a bigger opposition uh, with the New York Liberty. But I feel like you're going to have a different Las Vegas Aces team in, uh, in this final uh, compared to what we've, saw, what we've seen in the regular season. And obviously they have the home court advantage. Uh, they are a tough team to beat at home. The crowd is going to be uh, you know, mm-hmm. quite crazy out there. So... It's, it's not going to be easy. Um, my fear for those first two games, particularly the first one, is how the Liberty are going to start those games. Because I know that the Liberty, uh, the Aces uh, are going to put a lot of pressure from the get-go, put a lot of intensity, uh, try to up the tempo, mm-hmm. uh, the crowd, get the crowd going. And I really don't want the Liberty to kind of like, you know, being overwhelmed and sort of chasing the aces, you know, with too much of a lead to to catch them up. So the the start of those games, uh, game one and two, are going to be very important. Yeah, I think you know, for me, just even looking back at their previous games, I would say for the final, your two people, it, it's still for me is going to be JJ and Benaja. Benaja needs to stick to Chelsea Gray like glue. Mm. Um, we saw when Benaja had to defend her, she she definitely disrupted Chelsea Gray. Now, again, it's playoffs, so we've definitely seen the Aces step it up even more so. And so, you know, we're not sure how that's going to go, but 
Benaja has defended Chelsea Gray pretty well, I would say, through their meetings. Um, and she needs to stay on her, even with their switches. Somewhere in there, Benaja's going to have to stay on Chelsea Gray. Yeah. <laughs> and if you switch, you switch with Stewie. You don't switch with anybody else. <laughs> anybody else gets on Chelsea Gray, it's a wrap. But, you know, and then JJ, I think for her under the paint with Asia, it's going to be tough. This is a tougher matchup. You know, you have somebody who is defensive player of the year. She is a blocker. It, it can be a block party for Asia as well. <laughs> so this is, and I think in previous games, you know, it just seemed like JJ looked a little bit uncomfortable at times um, going up against Asia. It just, you know, there was a lot of just indecisiveness at times under the basket. And she's going to have to really make quick decisions so that it doesn't give Asia time to block or, or defend well where she can't get a shot off. And so it's, that's going to be huge um, if they're going to be feeding um, JJ in the paint against um, Asia. So I think those are your two two people that are going to be key to the Liberty disrupting the Aces. No, you, you're totally right. I mean, um, you know, if it was that easy to, to stop Chelsea Gray, yeah, every, every team would do it. Um, and also, when it comes to the playoffs, she kind of turned it up a notch. Yeah. Um, but I felt like the, the, the issue with the, the Sky and the Dallas Wing was that they were giving too much freedom to uh, Chelsea Gray. Mm. And once she starts, you know, when she gets going, you give her a bit of space, she does like that little turnaround and sort of like, you know, shooting like she's like about to fall. It's, it's money every time. And then if you like start letting her dribbling and stuff, and then this movement, she's going to find an open player, you know, with a no-look pass or, or something like that. So I felt like, like you said, like if Benaja manages to, you know, ent- you know, disrupt the flow, you know, be on the face every single time, it's going to require obviously a lot, you know, mentally and physically. But she has shown in those previous games that she was able to do that, that job. So I definitely want her to like make, you know, Chelsea Gray's life as difficult as possible. Now, if you do that, maybe that means that, you know, Benaja will might might not get to score as much, but she was able to do both in some of the in some of the home games and physically she has shown that she's in top shape. So if she can do both, would we'll definitely be in a good position. And like you said, John Cole Jones, we saw in one of the games that the New York Liberty lost in Vegas that when she had foul troubles, mm-hmm. um, that caused a lot of issues for the Liberty because Asia Wilson had way much more freedom to attack the basket. You're not going to completely stop Asia Wilson. We know that. But when you have a presence like JJ, that definitely makes it harder for you. And she had done a good job uh, overall in that series against Asia. So, you know, if Jonquil can be that presence defensively, it would be great. Now, like you said, what we expect and hope that she would do a little bit better um, is, you know, offensively. Because it seems like Asia got into John Cole Jones' head and blocked her a few times um, in, that, in that series. So let's hope that she's a little more decisive offensively. Don't overthink it. Uh, maybe try, you know, pump fakes it a few times. Now I'm saying that as if it's easy to score in Asia and she's not like the defensive player of the mm-hmm. year. You know, easier said than done. But, you know, just maybe looking back at the tapes 
see uh, what worked, what didn't work, mm-hmm. uh, and make the adjustment offensively. And, and then, yeah. And I think, yeah, the decision-making is going to be key for JJ, honestly. You know, even when she would get the ball in the paint, yeah, the pump fakes wouldn't help her because at that point, if you didn't have Asia, now you have Asia... And, and Kia Stokes, and Kia Stokes, Stokes who's also defender. a good defender. Now yeah. you have both of them, and it doesn't make it any easier. So I think, you know, if they're going to feed her inside, she has to have a quicker move so that hopefully, you know, she can get some buckets. Asia won't get to them as quickly, you know. Or also that, you know, someone else will be ready if she is, you know, under pressure, like Benaja in the corner, her corner threes, or even Sabrina. It's not, you know, this is not going to be an easy game for either side this is going to be tough because you know they're going to be looking to trap Sabrina or double team Stewie because they know once Sabrina starts going off she can shoot from anywhere but it's also the same on the other side you have to you have to contend with Jackie Young who you barely give her an inch she's going to probably make that three (laughs) so it's like you know it's not easy but this is what it is the WNBA matchup of the year that everybody was that everyone was predicting it's happening the number one and number two seeds so you expect it to be a battle um i definitely think the liberty can take one if they stay locked in and they stay strong defensively defense is going to win you this game if you can disrupt their flow you can beat the aces it's if you can disrupt their flow and the liberty they have managed to do that a couple of times yes it was the regular season and the commissioner's cup but they can do this. And so as long as they stay locked in. Um, and also, they're going to need their bench. Yeah, that's, um, I was going to talk about the Aces, this, actually. Because the Aces, you know, outside of, of Alicia Clark, you know, you don't have too much of a bench on the Aces side. And for the Liberty, you're going to have to get KT, Marine, And obviously, you'll use Dolson at times. But you need them. You definitely need Marine scoring as well. We need to see a little bit more of her and just, you know, coming in. And she's also gotten better defensively as well, you know. And I think that's going to be huge for the Liberty to give their starters a little bit of a rest when you can bring in players who can maintain the score or, you know, that it won't get out of hand. Yeah, I think, um, you know, I think the Las Vegas Aces is probably a better matchup for Marine because, you know, it's two teams that could play uh, fast tempo that can score a lot of points. And I don't think there's, like, players defensively in uh, the Las Vegas Aces that can disrupt the flow of Marine. No disrespect, but I feel like it's a good matchup for her. There were some journalists that were saying that the reason why um, Marine didn't play as much against Connecticut was the fact that, you know, she would have faced a lot of pressure on defense uh, uh, mm-hmm. when she has the ball, you know, with, you know, the guards, Eidemann, Tiffany Hayes, uh, Ty Iris, Becca Allen putting a lot of pressure. And then on the other end, on defense, have to battle Alyssa Thomas screens. So that would be a lot of innate energy you know, wastage and maybe not enough to contribute offensively. Whereas the Las Vegas Aces, they, you know, defend differently. You know, they also put a lot of pressure, but I feel like they usually try to focus more on Sabrina. Mm-hmm. Um, Sloot, I feel like he's better under pressure, uh, those double teams. So if you have, let's just say, uh, maybe Vandersloot and Marine uh, together, 
I feel like uh, Van der Sue would be able to find Marine in those open spots because a lot of the times when Marine scored, she was pretty much left on her own mm-hmm. um, or she had someone that she could easily cook. So mm-hmm. it would be definitely interesting to see. I really do hope that she uses uh, Marine a bit more because it's kind of sad, you know. I know you try to win. Uh, and you felt like, you know, you have to trust your starting lineup and your starting lineup as delivered. But to have, you know, a player like Marine playing either two minutes or not, no minutes at all, um, you're going to need a couple of more people than just five people because it's going to be a very physical uh, series, mm-hmm. high tempo, uh, a lot of energy spent. And so you're going to need a couple of players. KT as well has shown... Uh, in that series um, that she could also be a crucial piece for for the Liberty. So it's going to be interesting. I mean, both teams have weaknesses that the other team can exploit. Um, So it's going to be interesting uh, to see the adjustment made. Uh, They say, I think, that it's the first time in the history of the WNBA that you have uh, two coaches that were also former players. Yep. So it's also going to be a battle. Nobody talks about it, but it's going to be a battle <laughs> between Becky Hammond and Sandy Brandello. It's you know, be a chess match. Becky Hammond is known to be a mastermind in terms of you know basketball IQ and you know people like Asia Candice really praising her basketball mind. But Sandy, she has you know experience as well. She won with Phoenix. She took them also to the final an, another time. Uh, she is like a always like a winning mode when it comes to playoff and knows what to do to win. So it's gonna be interesting uh, to see also uh, the adjustments and the tactics that those two uh, coaches are gonna use. So we're really excited about this final. Um, the first two games will be in Vegas. So uh, on Sunday. And then I think it's Wednesday, Wednesday the, yep. the following Wednesday. So it's going to be like a long stretch uh, for a final. We do hope that the Liberty get at least one of those two games so that we get a chance to have two home games uh, in New York for the finals. We will have at least one game free. Uh, but let's see how it goes. Uh, and we'll try to you know record an episode uh, after game one just to share how this uh, game played out for uh, both teams. So thank you so much for listening to our podcast as always. And as we always say, Felicia, let's go Liberty! Liberty!